Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Do you really think these uh, small companies will do it? I don't think so. 
And I've, I've seen APU units from ranging from $286 to over $17,000, depending on uh, BTUs and how long it can run, you know, from a couple of hours to all day or night. Uh, one APU unit that I was looking at was a propane unit. Um, it came in at $4,395. And being propane, it was one of the cheaper ones. Uh, so pretty much the average cost of to install one of these things on the rig is you know four or five thousand dollars, and um, you think the uh, companies are going to spend that kind of money on all their uh, company trucks to keep the driver comfortable? Uh, we know that the uh, ATA is for the trucking companies, and the companies are looking at increasing their bottom line. That's what you do when you're in business. No reason to be in business if you're not going to make any money. We can all understand that. But now, drivers have a bigger problem. Um, the ATA teaming with the SmartWay program, the enviro uh, environmental groups whose only concern is to save the planet by going green, all of these trucking companies joining the SmartWay EPA program and winning awards and certificates for showing their support for the Go Green movement. Uh, all of this is being done for one purpose and one purpose only, really, that I see, and that is to appease the general public and to send a message saying, hey, look at what we're doing to help the environment. And this is the only thing, this is the only message that the environmental groups and the general public are seeing and hearing. And that's where the biggest problem lies is um, they they just don't get this. They don't understand the life of a trucker and uh just what's all entailed here but it seems to me that this should be a pretty common sense show don't you think i mean uh who wants to sleep in a uh, truck with no air air conditioner or no heater to me it's kind of common sense but believe it or not uh, there's those that just don't get it but what these groups in public don't understand is the health and safety risks that are being imposed on truck drivers the ATA understands it, the trucking companies understand it, but they don't care. It's all about an image, an image I believe that will state that the trucking industry cares about the environment and saving Mother Earth, uh, which, by the way, has been here for six billion years. But I don't think there's anyone who does not want to do their part in making the air cleaner and preventing damaging conditions to our, our uh, home that we call Earth. Uh, I'm all for it. Everybody's all for it. But this evening, we're going to focus on what the general public is not hearing. We're going to focus on what the environmental groups are ignoring, and that is how the no-idle law, which is allowing trucking companies to um, win all these nice little certificate awards and praise from the SmartWay program, is really placing truckers in harm's way. Heat stroke in the summer months, freezing in the winter months, so it's like save the environment and save money at the expense of the driver's safety, health, and well-being. Uh, our call-in number, if you'd like to be on the show, 347-826-9170. And like I said, this this really should just be kind of a common-sense thing, don't you think? Uh, I like the uh, suggestions that these groups are giving. I mean, the truckers can hook up at the truck stops. Uh, they're going to be putting in the, it's supposedly, 
installing these hookups across the country in rest areas and everything. We'll, uh, I'll believe that when I see it. And even if they do, they're not going to cover all 1.3 million long-haul truckers out there. So um, there's not enough hookups. Obviously, we know that. I guess the best suggestion that I really liked was when they said that you, the driver, can just get a motel room. I, I, I uh, that's that's a really good suggestion. Just 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 pull into a motel room. Now you still have to make your pickup and deliveries on time, and get your laundry washed and your logbook caught up and all that good stuff. But just just whip into a motel room. That's that's the uh, that's the uh, suggestion that they're they're telling you to do. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to find the common sense in in this here. It's the uh, the hot weather we're hearing all over the news, uh, and we all know about heat stroke. Um, we all know about heat exhaustion, hypothermia. On a mild on a mild day that's 73 degrees, the inside of that truck will get 120 degrees in 30 minutes. Now, if it's, if it's uh, 90 degrees outside, the inside of that truck is going to reach 160, degree, uh, 160 degrees within just a matter of minutes. And um, heat stroke comes on when the body core reaches between 103 and 105 degrees. So you're stuck there in your truck, can't idle. Within a matter of minutes, it can be 160 degrees in that truck. Uh, it's not going to take long for your body quarter to reach 103 to 105. Uh, in the winter months, frostbite occurs when the uh, tissue temperature falls below the freezing point or when blood flow is obstructed. And the, the, the normal body temperature is around 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, hypothermia occurs as your body temperature passes below 95 degrees. That's only 3.6 degrees. Yet this is exactly the circumstances drivers are being placed in by the trucking companies themselves, uh, the Smartway EPA program, and by the ATA. And more and more states are beginning to enforce the, um, the no-idle law, uh, such as the uh, state of Pennsylvania, uh, when their law went into effect, uh, went into full effect on uh, May 1st, uh, 2010. Well, we know that the Mid-State gets poor marks for air quality. Much of the reason is all the truck traffic. Well, this weekend is the deadline for truckers to make a major change. Megan Healy is here with our report. Megan. Well, Dennis and Alicia, it's actually been on the books since 2008, but the state wanted to give drivers time to equip their trucks with alternative heating and cooling methods because starting tomorrow, they're no longer allowed to keep their engine going after they stop to rest. Don't be foolish. That's the message the state has been sending to truck and bus drivers to keep them from idling when they pull off the road. The air then uh, becomes uh, uh, somewhat polluted and it's bad for the health of the uh, people who live nearby, it's bad for the truckers themselves, and it's bad for the people who work here. Pennsylvania's no-idle law requires drivers of all diesel-powered vehicles to turn off their engines within five minutes of stopping. PennDOT and the Turnpike Commission have posted signs for more than a year now, educating truckers about the change. We put them in rest stops, um, welcome centers, but we went as far as to put them in our own county maintenance offices and at our stockpiles for our own trucks to be able to comply. Of course, enforcement will be left up to police. The Department of Environmental Protection can also write citations. Fines start around 300 bucks. 
it's probably going to be failure to obey traffic um, signs. But, you know, really, we're going to be asking the trucking company to help with this. There is one exception. Trucks with a California certification sticker, they can still idle. We are being emitted from a California certified engine. It is, uh, it is very clean. You can breathe it very easily without any problems. Something the Clean Air Board of Central Pennsylvania, which lobbied for the law, hopes more trucks will start getting. As the fleet turns over, uh, all the engines will be cleaner and cleaner, and we won't have to worry about idling as, as a problem. And again, the law only allows for five minutes of idle time in any given hour. PennDOT says truckers can purchase battery-operated heaters or small onboard generators so they don't have to rely on idling. Back to you guys. Thanks, Megan. 100 members. Okay, did you catch a certain part in that report? might have been a little hard to hear. I can't tell through my headset, but this is what the general public is hearing and, and is being reporting. They were saying time to give truckers to change and to allow drivers to equip their trucks. And the last part I really like where it says drive, give, uh, to give drivers time or drivers can purchase heaters and or generators for their trucks. This is, this is what the general public is hearing. I mean, it's up to the driver. It's the driver's responsibility. You buy the heater. You buy the generator. You buy the APU unit. So that's what we want to discuss a little bit tonight. This, this, is, this is false. It's not up to the driver. It's up to the motor carrier. Now, owner-operators, yeah, you know, they're, they, they're owner-operators. They have their own business. they got to flip the bill. But... <laughs> Only one out of nine drivers on the road are owner-operators. The majority are company drivers. It's n it's not the driver who has to get ready for this thing. It's not the driver who has to purchase the heater or the generator or the APU. It is the motor carrier. And this is what amazes me. This is what everybody is hearing through the news and through the ma articles, magazine articles, and it all goes on the driver. Sorry, it's not the driver, it's the motor carrier. Uh, I'll take a few calls. Don, I see you on the line there. Did you want to say something? Um, yeah, hi, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm driving on my way down to um, Orlando, and I was fuming listening to that, uh, to that recording, Alan. And the reason is it just, it just tells us all how... Uh, out of touch the general public is. First of all, they think truckers can just drive into a motel like they have $50 a night. They have no idea that they don't make uh, that much money, first of all, to be able to go in a motel. Uh, some people talk about, well, why don't they hook up to those little things that you plug in and they can, well, I, they're out of business. I think they're coming back into business, but, but there's not that many of them anyway and uh, the third thing is some people you know just don't realize that they're even in the truck and I, I thought to myself with all PETA and all the um, animal protection which which we are a part of many uh, organizations ourselves if we for one minute thought that dogs were being um, left for a weekend without heat or air conditioning, we'd be very upset. And yet, people don't realize that it's 
it's coming to drivers having to stay in extreme heat or extreme cold, uh, cold without any form of an APU. Now, some companies do provide them, or they'll, they'll provide heat uh, blankets or things of that nature. How, m most don't. Some are charged for, if they do idle, they're charged for idling. Um, it's, it's really it's really a sad situation, and I think until we get the environmentalists and advocates uh, be, behind to understand how companies get their rewards by depriving and the sacrifices of the drivers themselves, it's just kind of um, kind of sad, really. Well, not only is it sad, it's very dangerous, and. Um but yeah, that's well. That's what we're trying to do tonight. Because I mean, maybe a, a large part of the general public doesn't understand trucking. They don't understand truckers. They think it's cool. They think you run up and down the road and just have a good time. They have no understanding of it. Um, these environmental groups. I don't know if they have an understanding or they just don't care. Uh, no, I think but, they don't understand. I really do. I. I, I well, I do too. Well, just like the report you just heard, I mean, that whole report was targeted to truckers and drivers, not one mention about motor carriers. That's what was so amazing about it, and that's what's being heard uh, by the general public. Right? Yeah, well, absolutely. And, you know, the, the, all the general public sees is, wow, the, the sticker on the side of the truck, that will uh, show that they're such a great, look at these people. Wow, they're doing a lot for the environment. But they don't know who's, who is sacrificing. So in actuality, the company actually is making more profit by going green. Because obviously they're saving fuel if the truck isn't idling. Okay. And I mean, it's a it's a win-win situation for everybody, uh, except the driver, of course, who who doesn't have an APU unit. Now they're going to make these laws of no idle. I think if if those in charge really understood this, that they would also have a law that said <clears throat> the the carriers need to. Uh, put in a, a, an APU unit. Uh, I mean, it's just inhumane is what it is. And the awareness we, we want to give to people is to allow uh, allow the general public and these groups to understand how the carriers and the other companies are going about who the people sacrificing are uh, in order to achieve these uh, green goals. So I think I think it's just a matter of ignorance. You can tell by the clip you just you just uh, uh, put on, Alan. I, I just couldn't believe it to tell the drivers and the truckers they need to shut that unit down. They just don't have a clue. I know, I know, and uh, it's up to them to uh, buy a heater or a generator. I know. I mean, well, you're dropping a unit in, in a truck if you wanted to. That's the company truck. There's even people leasing trucks right now from carriers that won't let them put an APU unit in, and that's supposed to be their truck. So well, that's 
That's because it's a it's a lease through a trucking company, which it all which I always say is not a true lease. But um, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're going to touch on that. I mean, if they want, if this is if this is the no idle law is in effect, then there ought to be a law that says the motor carrier must must um, install the proper uh, comfort devices in the trucks. I mean, that's that's that to me, it's all common sense. But that's not the way this industry works. Right. It's just, you know, the way it's, it's perceived uh, by the public. It's, it's like the media. You know, they, they, want it, they want us to perceive something one way, then that's how it's presented. And it isn't until somebody exposes all this that everybody goes, oh, really? And that's really what they need to do. I know. Well, well listen, you're driving, so be careful, okay? I've got my earpiece on. Okay, you want to just keep listening? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna listen. You can you can turn my mic off uh, if you want. If it you know, I'm coming up to a toll right now. Okay, all right. I'll leave your mic on. Let's go to caller um, uh, caller area code four one three Massachusetts. Uh, go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, Alan. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I was listening to the program about the idling law. You know, these big companies are pulling big profits, but yet they're putting their drivers' lives at risk. Now, how is that legal? Well, you, you know, know, I was I was wondering. There's got to be something under OSHA about this, but I think yeah, probably the. A, I'm no yeah, attorney or anything, but I'm thinking they can probably get around it by saying, "Well, the driver can get a motel room if he needs to." Yeah, that would be fine with Danny if he could fit an 18 wheeler in all the hotels that are around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what we're uh, that's what we're trying to point out. I mean, just you know, just just whip it's that rig that in a motel. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not. it's not that easy, especially if you're in a major city or or you know, or you're out in the you know out in Timbuktu somewhere. You know, it, it, there's you know not all the places have uh, truck parking. But um, I wanted to tell you. A, about up here in Massachusetts, uh, there was a company, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, called Central Transport. They're an LTL carrier, and uh, there was a gentleman uh, that was driving in a truck with no air conditioning. Uh, he passed out at the wheel and hit three people and killed all three people in Connecticut. Now, oh, wow. common sense, you know, I mean, they said it was over 128 degrees in that cab. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... You know, to me, if I was the owner of a trucking company and I wanted to, to make people look at my company and say, wow, you know, he's a good guy, I would, you know, I would do what I need to do in order to make my drivers happy, no matter what, you know, what the cost. I mean, a lot of these companies, you know, basically they can just write it off as a tax deduction, you know, and, uh, I mean, a happy driver is a safe driver. I mean, you got a guy that's, you know, boiling in a truck at 128 degrees. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine that, you know, a president of a company would find out that, you know, because of the fact that he didn't have air conditioning in his truck, he killed three innocent people. I, I can't yeah. even fathom that that man would be able to rest his head on the pillow at night knowing that, you know, just trying to save money or whatever – you yeah. know, uh, he killed three innocent people. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. And I, and I think, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, with all the new, the 
the the new laws that are coming with the truck drivers and all the trucking companies, um, I think they're going to have to do a lot of you know the 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 way I look at it is you got to spend money to make money, and if you need to spend money to outfit all your trucks with um, you know uh, APUs so that the driver can ride in comfort in the summer and heat in the winter, then you know then that's what you're going to have to do because once this CASA thing goes through, they're going, to, they're going to be pulling in straws to get drivers because drivers are not going to. I myself, I'm from Massachusetts and I've been out of the trucking industry for a while because of an injury. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at companies that have APUs on their trucks. And if they don't, then I don't even apply to them because to me, you know, you, you say one thing, but you're, you're, you're showing something different. You're saying, oh, yeah, we take care of our drivers and blah, blah, blah. But then you look at the company and they say, oh, no, no APUs. We don't run APUs like uh, Heartland Express, you know, um, you know, some bigger outfits, you know, that, uh-huh. uh, you know, they walk the walk, but they can't talk the talk. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And, well, you make uh, a good point. I mean, that's that's that would be the first thing I would be looking at, too. Is a company I, that has APU and it's installed. That that tells right. you one thing about that, them. That tells me that they're putting, you know, your safety first. That they're really, you know, they're really saying what they mean, which is being our drivers, you know, are, are number one, and we take care of our drivers. To me, we give a driver uh, a truck with an APU unit, and uh, you know, allow them yeah. to use it, you know, rather than saying. You know, okay, fine. You know, these uh, presidents and, and everything else uh, sitting in air-conditioned offices. You know, how how fast do you think it would be that people in the office would complain that they shut the air conditioning off in their buildings? I oh mean, yeah, it, exactly. It, you know, tell the president of the United States, okay, uh, sorry, Mr. Obama, but uh, you know, because of the regulations, because of uh, you know uh, the EPA, you, you you can't run your air conditioner. Let's see how far that would go. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, exactly. common sense is, you know, first of all, uh, it's a little bit too late. I mean, I, I think, you know, diesel fuel is a, is a very clean-burning fuel, a lot cleaner than gasoline by any mm-hmm. stretch of means. I mean, you're really going to tell me that, you, you know, you've probably been through New Jersey. You really oh, think yeah. that me idling my truck is going to add to New Jersey's air quality getting any better? I tend to think probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my personal opinion, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is, is I think if if these these states are going to enforce this idle law, they need to go after the carrier and not the driver. It's not the driver. The driver is just trying to do what he needs to do to stay safe, whether it's staying cool or staying warm. I mean, it, that's just like saying, a, you know, to a, a state trooper or a police officer, okay, you can't idle your car anymore. You know, you you can't idle it because you're you're uh, you're ruining the environment. I mean, come on, you know that right. that's just that's ridiculous. And and you know, if you have any kind of uh, sense of a brain in your head, you would say, gee, you know, I you know I couldn't go without air conditioning. So why should they? You know, but I, I think that the the, uh, the the clip that you that you played. I mean, people are just so out of touch with what's going on. They have no clue what it's like to be in a truck and, and to not have air conditioning or heat in the wintertime. I mean, like you said, you can freeze in the winter and you can, you know, you can 
basically, uh, you know, go into heat stroke, you could pass out from the heat. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just common sense when it comes to that. I mean, I yeah. don't understand why if he's, if he's uh, Pennsylvania is saying you can't idle, but if you do, I mean, if it's a common sense thing, like the the, the, the woman was saying, uh, Don, I believe her name was, you know, you leave a, a dog in a parked car, see how fast somebody calls the police and says, hey, you know, this guy left a, a dog in a parked car with no air conditioning. Well, you know what? It's the same thing that goes for human beings. I mean, oh, yeah. you can't leave a human being in a truck with no air conditioning and expect them to be able to survive. At, at some point, something's going to happen. And, you know, I, I would hope that these companies would take, you know, driver safety just as well as public safety into mind when they don't want to spend the money to outfit the, the trucks uh, that they have with APUs. I mean, I know personally I've seen – Every Canadian truck that I've ever seen in this state has an APU unit on it. Now, if Canada can do it, and you know, and, and then why can't these American companies, you know, or why can't the OSHA force these companies to take responsibility and say, okay, you have so many days to outfit all your vehicles with APUs, or there's going to be hefty fines to follow, rather than you know, putting it on the driver. Because, I, I mean, if I don't care if Pennsylvania wanted to find me. They could find me all day. But, I mean, why are you going after the driver and not the the company? You know, know. it doesn't make any sense. No, and it it's don't. Just, it, but, it's I all, mean, all about money, I guess, that bottom line at the, at the expense of the driver. You know, I mean, and, and like in the case of that guy in Connecticut, I mean, if he had air conditioning in his cab, he probably would have been okay. But because, oh, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, three innocent people die. I mean, yeah. I I don't That's see the, the, com- the common sense in that. You know, I mean, everybody likes air conditioning and everybody likes heat. And if you're in elements where there's heat or, or uh, cold air involved, you, you got to do what you have to do to protect yourself, you know, and... Uh, a lot of these bigger companies, they just don't want to pony up the dough. But I think when this CASA thing goes through, I think you're going to see a lot of trucking companies that are going to have to step up because people are not going to, um, you know, fill out applications with companies that are not willing to uh, put APU on their on their truck. They're just not going to fill out applications because they're going to say, you know, with all the laws and everything else, I mean, I'm going to be out there and I'm going to be sweating sweating or I want to be freezing, you know? Right. And I right. think you're gonna see uh once it does go through, these these companies are gonna be you know, they're gonna be pulling at straws to keep drivers. Now to me, uh what makes more sense is that if I owned a trucking company, number one, I would do whatever I had to do to keep my drivers happy and to keep them safe because that makes me look good rather than have, you know, somebody say, Oh well one of your trucks killed my killed my family or something of that nature, and then I say, well, gee, well, the reason why was because I was too cheap to put APU units in my trucks rather right. than, you know, take and thinking about myself instead of everybody else, you know. Right. But um, And it's the same thing with their hiring practices. I, I don't understand why you would pay not keep people that are good drivers rather than, you know, shooing them out the door and bringing all these new drivers on board that, you know, are cracking into stuff and, 
you know, uh, hitting low bridges and stuff like that because they don't have the experience, I would rather pay a, uh, a driver that has experience and knows how to drive more money than to have to keep, you know, cycling through, you know. I mean, I hear yeah. all these horror stories about these big companies, and yeah. I don't know. I think it's it becomes a, a money thing, you know. Money is the root of all evil, and I think in this case it, it's to be true. There's very few companies out here that have EPU units on their trucks. I mean, I know there's a few oh, of them, yeah. Art Transportation, um, you know. But, I mean, Canadian truck, every Canadian truck I've ever seen has an APU on it. So, yeah. I mean. Well, that, that speaks volumes right there, doesn't it? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, in Canada is very expensive to operate a, a, a trucking company. And, you know, and, and they're ahead of us as far as, you know, the trucking companies here. And, and most of the trucks I've seen, almost all the ones that I've seen that come out of Canada have AP units on them. Uh, I've seen them at rest areas or service areas, and uh, they're idling uh, on the APU unit, you know. I mean, and they're not really that loud. I mean, it's probably a lot less louder than running a uh, refrigerated unit or a reefer unit, you know, yeah. compared oh, yeah. to... You know, and but then you know the thing is too is you have to take into consideration we're not the only ones that idle our vehicles. What about these RVs that people drive from one state to the other? You know, yeah. they idle. You know, yeah. so I mean, well, it, it's it's going to affect them too. It's going to affect all vehicles. So the, no idle law, not just for the trucks, but for all vehicles. But the trucks are the biggest factor here because, uh, you know, these people aren't sleeping in their cars and stuff, and they're not living in their trucks you know, or their cars. So. Exactly. But, um, I think, yeah, I know. I hear the, you. The EPA, I think, needs to wake up and smell the coffee and realize that, you know, the facts are the facts. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but the bottom line is it comes down to safety, you know, and that's the bottom yeah. line. I mean, if you want a bunch of people running people off the road or killing innocent people because their vehicles or their tractors aren't equipped with air conditioning or heat. I mean, that's just inhumane to me. But, I oh, mean, yeah. exactly. the, the, the motoring public, you know, doesn't have a clue. You know, like the Donna was saying, they have no clue what mm-hmm. it's like to sleep in a truck with no air conditioning. You know, the no. preacher conference that they have at home they don't think about it, you know, when they're sitting uh, next to you in a in a rest area or something, you know. They don't think about that. It's like, you know, everybody looks down on the on the trucking company and, and the truck drivers, but they're just doing what they have to do in order to survive to take care of their families, you know. Exactly. But uh, exactly. states that are willing to write you a ticket, I mean, I couldn't even, you know what, I, you know, I, I give those people a lot of credit. I could not consciously go up to a driver and tell him to shut off his truck if it was hot or cold out and be able to walk back and say, I did a good thing, you know? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I know. And if one, if one starts, you know, they're all going to start. And then and, and when is it going to stop, you know? I mean, we've already yeah. got the CASA thing going through, and, and they're talking about, uh, you know, the idle laws. I mean, without trucks, America's going to stop. And maybe it's time that we park our trucks on the front lawn of the White House and say enough's enough. Yeah. Maybe that maybe it's time to to let the people know who has the power here. You know, I mean it's just well, getting worse and worse. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, the the truckers are the ones who have the power, but, uh, you know, I just don't think they're all going to be able to pull together enough to do it. But uh, And this is inhumane, just like you said. Uh, it, it just makes no sense. It's just common sense to me, common sense to everybody, all the drivers out there. But um, And these people who make these rules, a lot of them, they, they know what the trucking life is like, but I think it's all just has to do with the uh, – uh, just the bottom line, the money is more important, but, um, thanks for a call. I appreciate it, but we're just going to, um, I mean, you have, if it's a law, you have to abide by the law, but I don't think the drivers are going to do it. I mean, things I'm hearing from the drivers are, they're going to idle. They're going to idle. They're going to do whatever it takes to, um, you know, to be comfortable and really to survive in this extreme weather. I mean, there's, uh, there's over 15 and a half million commercial trucks driving, the U.S. roadways today, and there's uh, between three and a half and four million professional truck drivers, and about 1.3 million of those are long-haul truckers, and like I said earlier, only one in nine is the independent owner-operator driver, so most are company drivers, and the owner-operators obviously are going to be financially responsible for equipping their trucks, but the company drivers, I mean, of course not, and that is where the larger problem lies. The re- that report, that clip I played, stated that as the fleet turns over, and more and more trucks become compliant, the no-idle law will be no big deal. But the majority of trucking companies are not going to spend the four, five, six thousand $6,000 to equip all of their trucks with an APU unit so the driver uh, can rest in comfort. I just don't see that happening. And, and um, I heard one, driver, one driver was blasted by their company for idling the truck during a, uh, um, I don't know if it was during, a, during winter or summer, I think it was during winter to keep warm. Yeah, during winter, and and um, they told the driver that uh, he would be fired if he didn't shut down the truck. And uh, the driver ended up getting really sick with the flu. I mean, really, really sick. And even when the driver told the company that that he was uh, fallen ill, the company told him uh, that he needed to go out and buy more blankets. So. This is the long-haul trucking industry. This is an industry that Smartway and the Environmental Protection Agency is applauding. This is the industry that the environmental groups and the general public is seeing as being caring towards the environment. And this is the industry that will meet in Las Vegas to be awarded with the Going Green Awards and yet will treat the drivers like they are meaningless, uh, less-than-human pieces of property that they own and can treat any way they want. And... So this is what's amazing to me. This is what the Environmental Protection Agency is proud of, or maybe they don't know what's going on. I don't know. Give them the benefit of the doubt. But um, this is what the Smartway EPA program is awarding, forcing drivers to sleep in extreme heat and when winter comes in extreme cold. And at the same time, the FMCSA is telling all drivers to be sure and get your 10 hours of rest so you can be a safe and alert driver. And like we said earlier, not all truck stops and areas have hookups, and the tractor has a sleeper, so drivers don't have to try to find a motel that has semi-parking. And even if, it all, even if all this was true, the driver will be expected to pay the hookup fee and to pay for the motel room. A million-dollar and billion-dollar trucking companies forcing drivers to pay for everything when the medium average income for an OTR company driver is 32000 a year. So the the whole industry is just upside down. Everything's always placed on the driver. So you're sweating it out in the summer and freezing in the winter, 
And while the trucking companies and those who are supposed to be representing the driver travel to hot spots across the country in order to be awarded a certificate showing that they are doing all they can to save Mother Earth and that they are committed to going green. And uh, uh, one funny post, Trucker Desiree of Real Women in Trucking, she made a great post about this not too long ago, and she wrote, this is what she wrote, this is a part of it. She wrote, some drivers report having their DAC reports ruined after complaining about being charged to idle or protesting idle policies. Citations given to drivers for idling in states who have adopted new laws are rarely, are rarely paid for by carriers, and with new CSA 2010 regulations, drivers remain unclear how this will affect their records. Until the general green-loving public can wrap their heads around how they are being bamboozled with better air quality campaigns that cover up safety shortfalls and inhumane practices against truck drivers, this issue cannot be resolved. Let the good times roll in Vegas for the sham called the Smartway Transport Partnership. And she ends with saying the slogan is accurate. The smart way to save money, fuel, and the environment. But here is the, trans here is the translation. Save money by killing a trucker the smart way. So this is really what's going on. I think we're going to see a lot more of drivers with victims of Heat, heat stroke, uh, heat exhaustion, um, but then again, who cares? They're just truckers, right? The only thing that matters is adding more profit to the bottom line. Um, you think trucking companies are going to spend several thousand dollars to fit all of their trucks with comfort devices to comply with the no idle law? Uh, I mean, a company with like 6,000 company trucks and a $5,000 unit, that would be $30 million. Now, the large mega companies, some of them might follow. Uh, there's there's good companies out there. I'm sure some of them will follow, but the 80% of companies that operate between one to six trucks barely hanging on, I wouldn't count on it. Um, so I guess these trucking companies would rather win a uh, Smartway Excellence Award to uh, proudly display on their trucks for all the general public to see, even if it means killing the driver. So I don't know. What do you think? Am I being too harsh? Three four seven eight two six nine one seven zero is our call-in number. Uh, let's take a break. I'll be right back after this short little break here. Uh, I guess I need to. Um, oh, I don't know. Get my blood pressure down. Be right back. Driving these rigs since 79 Never got a ticket, never crossed the line Dinner's on the table, but it's gonna get cold Gotta get going, I've got freight too low Well, I was running through Atlanta doing 58 A four-wheeler cut me off, so I slammed my brakes well, the truck went left, but the trailer threw right And I saw my life flash before my eyes I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on the the trucking brand. 
biting the wheel And the next thing I know I hit the sidewalk And over I go Falling so fast I had no time to scream Burning hot metal flying all around me Well, I laid there for a minute Living out of my head Not knowing if I was alive or dead The highway patrol said Let me give you a hand And he laughed and said Son, you better check your pants I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand Lord have mercy on the, the trucking brand at me and my burning rig Checked out the damage that was done to the bridge Feeling a little crazy and dizzy in the head Barely heard the words that officer said $10,000 fine and your CDL is gone Better call your mama to come take you home Three million miles and never a glitch the four-wheeler only got a slap on the wrist I'm trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Okay, that was the trucking brand from the upcoming When the Big Rigs Don't Roll CD release produced by Allen and Ayers Productions. And you can download the songs from the CD right from our website, askthetrucker.com. 
you'll see the player right on the website. Let's just keep going to some calls. Patches, I see I'm trying to work my way to you, buddy. Uh, area code 804, uh, State of Virginia. Uh, yes, welcome sir. to the show. How you welcome doing? to the show. Go ahead. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. And I was, I've was. i been sitting back listening to your show, and I uh, found out that, oh, I'm sorry, my name is Todd Phillips. I'm, Todd, I'm not, okay. I'm not a trucker, uh, but I work in transportation, been in transportation since I was 18 years old for the United States Marine Corps. And All right. When... Uh, and I'm just listening because I'm in the bus industry currently, and some of these idling laws are also affecting the bus industry. And uh-huh. uh, you go to Canada, of course. When once you arrive in Canada, you got to shut it down. I mean, if you, you know, and say for instance, if the temperature is a, a warm day, and a bus, of course, doesn't have any ventilation at all inside, so the doors are closed, everything's airtight, and you know, you get on there in 15 minutes. It's a hot bus now, and it's yeah. like an oven inside. You're talking about a truck being at 110 degrees. Let's put put a bus that's 55 passenger deep, and you have no air coming in except for that air-conditioned system that's on that vehicle. And, of course, body temperature involved, you're talking about almost 180 degrees. Five minutes, yeah. you're like a wet ball sitting up in there. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But, I, uh, you know, if, but I was listening to the gentleman prior, and I – uh, and I, I'm coming at you two ways because uh, I'm going to look at it from the business perspective, too. The business side of things, granted, you know, and I know that safety is paramount. It, it really is because a lot of lives are lost dealing with transportation, here, whether it be the driver or a family that's unknown that's out there with a driver, driver that has did some illegals or maybe has been sick or just had a heart attack or whatever it may be. But uh, from the business side of things, you, you're looking at if this asset costs me $400,000 a year to operate, and I know I must generate $400,000 a year just to recoup a, a basic straight-line investment without earning mm-hmm. a profit on it. Right. How can I do that and still manage to buy more product without turning my business upside down trying to make more profit? So right. you got to put... It's it's some to start up the truck. I, I'm gonna take it to a very. I'm trying to make it as simple and plain. I know it sounds complex, but to start up that truck, it may cost me a thousand dollars. Well, for us, I know what the cost of a bus costs us about three thirty to start mm-hmm. to just start the vehicle up. Now you mm-hmm. say if I am starting that vehicle up for three hundred thirty dollars and I'm doing a run that's only going to pay me six hundred dollars and I got to pay a driver for twelve hours, which is going to probably be around one hundred seventy five dollars. And then I got insurance I got to take out of that. Then I got uh, maintenance costs I got to take out of that. Tires, uh, fuel, you name it. Right. So now, where's my profit? I haven't right. profited out there. Right. So and that's one that's one point I point out about the eighty uh, percent of the trucking companies in the U.S. being small companies operating between one and six. Uh, I totally understand that they don't have the money to shell out five grand uh, for each one of their trucks. Now I'm going to dog something. You know, the truckers will hate me saying what I'm going to say. Instead okay. of being an independent trucker, unite, work together, be together. You can still be a body of one and still work as a group because when you buy in bulk, what do you do? You get a cheaper price. Yeah. If you go yeah. out and you get with an owner-operator that's an owner-operator running in the same lane or running in the same direction you're running, why not join underneath together 
be an entity individual, you can do it. It, it. It's easy. You can partner. You can get one DOT number, one operating number. We don't, you know, it's not about how much money I individually can earn. It's about how much money my family needs to support itself. Why not join up? I mean, if they go back to the 1980 or 1979 movie Convoy, the guys from Convoy, uh, forget the guy's name, but, uh, you know, it shows what happened to the trucking industry about a year ago. They tried to force the independent operator off the road so that he can go on and work for these companies who say they were having a shortage of drivers. And they did that. It was successful mm-hmm. for the big companies, Swift, J.B. Hunt, you name it, England, uh, Celadon. They, they did that. They did it to force you off the road. Am I correct? Oh, you're absolutely correct. And now you're back driving what, what they wanted you to do. You couldn't afford right. to compete with them because they can get a freight rate cheaper or they can do a job cheaper than you because they're doing more volume than you are doing. Right. They didn't know I was intelligent. <laughs> yeah, you're very intelligent, and you know, I, I've I've been saying for five years now that uh, that that's one of the hardest things to do is to get all the drivers pulled together. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to get two drivers to agree on one thing, but but they don't have to you know, agree. They can call me, and I'm look. I'm gonna plug myself. They can call me, which would be uh of uh, just a person who is monitoring for them. I don't mind doing it for free. It's not even about my money from them. I will set up a business for them underneath the umbrella where everyone can get everything cheaper. You can get insurance rates cheaper, health benefits cheaper, everything cheaper. You can buy fuel cheaper. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's stupid to run down the highway when you see the same guy doing the same thing you're doing every day or every week, and he's eating dirt just like you're eating dirt when you could be eating cheese. Right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I mean, I laugh because it's an idiotic move in a sense. If I know that I'm out here and I'm running a, a, a load to, from Virginia to California and I'm only going to earn $5,000, but out of that $5,000, I got to pay this truck bill for the month. I got to pay fuel. I got to pay my bills at home. Really, I didn't make nothing. Now, if I join up with this own operator who is going to California every week with me, and he's falling behind me on the radio, bugging me to death, talking about, hey, man, I'm tired, let's pull over. All right, okay, fine, let's go stop at the dinner. And then you're sitting there talking, and you both crying about, hey, man, I'm losing money coming this way every damn week. All right, so let's, let's do something about it. Let's change the way we do business. Well, that's exactly right. That's Not exactly hard, right. Huh? I'm, I'm talking like, you know, people are listening. I hope they're listening because it's not hard. It's not hard at all, you know, and, and they already got their ICC codes. They got their DOT numbers. Who says you can't merge? You can merge. It's not hard. It's very, it's very simple. If you don't trust the guy, that's better because, therefore, you keep competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely the lawyer, right. Get the papers drawn up, and there it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're going to see that uh, with this um, no idle law because uh, – I, they're going to have to do something. I think what they're going to do is they're just not going to. They're going to idle their trucks. That's all the way. It, all it boils down to. And thanks for your call. But they're going to have to. They're going to have to idle the trucks. Take their chances on the fines, because um, they're not going to uh, sit in a truck at 120, 160 degrees and try to sleep. That's just not going to happen. And um, it's up to them. You know. I mean. The the only other alternative is to band together 
and try to get a law where the uh, trucking companies have to install these APU units. I mean, that's only fair. Uh, I mean, makes sense to me, but, hey, uh, Patches, uh, call, him, call him from Delaware. How you doing? I'm a kicking. You're a kicking? Saying more that, I might be a liar. Well, are you staying cool? You got that right. Well, what do you think about all this? I mean, uh, don't you think there ought to be a law to go along with this where uh, the trucking companies have to install the APU units? Well, i got to agree with you, Alan. But uh, there's one big problem. is There's nothing out there on the books saying that they have to at this time. Oh, no, there's not. That's all what right. I'm saying. They're, they're going to have to try to get that law going. Did you read my post up there uh, close to the top? Uh, in the chat? Yeah. Uh, hey, welcome, everybody, in the chat. This is my first chance to get over here and look. Uh, see you all in there. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I saw something about, uh, let's see. Um, a new yeah, truck. I can find it. A new uh, truck card. It comes through before putting it in operation. Should be should have an APU on the side. New truck. Mm-hmm. One to five year old truck, if I'm correct, uh, the owners of them trucks, within a one year period, should put it on. If the truck is uh, five years old, older mm-hmm. than that, they have a two year period. This would enable them to set aside money that it will be required to install these units. But at the same time, what kind of tax uh, break will they get? That's the other big issue. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that was kind of said in that Pennsylvania clip, that one guy who's saying that, you know, as the fleets turn over, so that's probably what he's looking at. So eventually, as the new rigs come off the assembly line and things like you're saying um, uh, hopefully there will be APU units in there but I mean you know very well if uh, you can give these drivers out there five years to save up for APU unit and at the end of the five years they're still not going to have the money saved up well I got to agree that's why uh, say just all right uh, Thermaking has one of the best ones out there and it runs off diesel fuel mm-hmm. uh, it costs around, if I'm not mistaken, around $9,000 to purchase the unit and install it. Now, Ooh. you just look at the uh, cost savings, that would create the uh, trucking company. And if the government co- would come in and say, all right, it costs you $9,000 to install that unit, what if I give you a 75% tax break on each and every unit? What does that do to the cost? Well, you know, the companies can receive a government rebate of around 40% under the Recovery and Reinvestment Act for the cost of adding an APU unit, but the rebate, but those rebates uh, are going to expire uh, uh, September 30th or yeah. before, whenever the whenever the funds run out. But I don't see too many uh, trucking companies out there jumping. I'm um, 40%. That's a big. That's a good good deal. But I, don't, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, believe I still, me, I, I do. Forty percent is a lot. I still but don't you've see got to make it so that companies. ever everybody uh, with a big fleet, small fleet, uh, it doesn't matter, can afford to purchase this unit. 
if you got lay out uh, say nine thousand dollars, and you're going to get a, a seventy-five percent rebate or a tax credit on that, what's going? What is that going to do for you? This is where some of these companies are not looking at, and the government is not looking at also. If they want us to uh, us to go green, because that's the only way it can be done that I can see. Now I can be wrong. Oh but no, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's that goes right along with this 40 percent uh, rebate right now. I know somewhere I saw uh, you could get a, a rebate of four thousand dollars, but um, I still don't see too many jumping on it. They're, they won't jump on it. It's not enough, especially when you uh, look at the uh, cost of fuel for that truck to idle for uh, ten hours. How many gallons is that going to burn? at today's price. You put that APU on the side, it's only going to use about one-eighth of that amount. That's a savings, yes. Yeah. yeah. But only a $4,000 rebate, you still got $5,000 laying out. Well, that's, that's for a $9,000 unit. I mean, I, I see, I'm, I'm seeing these units averaging around five grand. Well, uh you're talking about a $9,000 unit. Yeah. If you look at Thermoking, which is uh, one of the ones that's uh, allowed out in California, and that's basically what you got to do, uh, that's what it costs. It's about yeah. $9,000. That's a lot of money. Last time I looked, uh, there was only two of them that was allowed in California to run. There might be more than that now. I hope there is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, these other states, New York City, take that for instance, North Carolina, even Florida, all these states are doing it, going uh, no idle. So they've got to do something. And the only way to get the big companies to do it is give them enough of a tax break so it would make it affordable for them to do it or the individual. That's the only way it can be done especially where the cost of things are today. Yeah, well, you're probably right. I guess when the drivers start dropping over, maybe they'll uh, perk up, but maybe they'll think that the, uh, uh, you know, one or 200 drivers a year are expendable. Who knows? I can't answer that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I wish know, I could yeah. answer them, but I can't. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, Patches. I mean, they're going to have uh, apparently the 40% wasn't enough because they didn't jump on that. Right. Just like that guy in Massachusetts. You Can you uh, just think of what kind of lawsuits that's going to create? Oh, man, that's terrible. When you put that into perspective, whoever that driver was driving for, you can almost bet they're going to go bankrupt. Yeah. Because yeah, you very can, likely. You can bet they're going for four hundred, five hundred million dollars. Wrongful death. Look at it, folks. This is something these companies are not looking at. What is bringing these kind of lawsuits out, which the trucking company does not need? And when you look at it in the other way, DOT says you must have a 10-hour break. It doesn't say sleeper birth, really. It just says break. Then you got to turn around and look, what kind of a break is this going to be? 
Are you going to be able to rest? And at the same time, if you can't rest, what's the fatigue factor? We're it just creating more accidents upon accidents. Sure. Well, it's all common sense. I can't imagine these people not understanding, uh, you know, the extensive heat and the cold. I mean, they understand that. It's just all, it's all uh, money hungry. It's just bottom line profit at the expense of the driver. And uh, that's the core you're going to have to hit if you can ever hit it. That's that's the bottom line. That's the only thing they care about. Yeah, I agree. And the only way, if <clears throat> say for instance, if I was driving for J.P. Hunt, and I had an accident because I haven't been able to rest because I wasn't cool enough or warm enough to take care of the fatigue factor. Factor. Mm-hmm. I didn't rest properly. You can bet your bottom dollar. Not only the people that got uh, struck, you can bet your bottom dollar. My wife will be going after them, just like somebody going, like Grant going through Richmond. Oh, yeah, I'm, sure. I don't think I'd want to be on the other end of that. No, I'm sure. sure. Well, just like I mean, you, uh, your wife, if something like that happened to you, Lord help the company. <laughs> because they would go a woman when they get determined they get uh pissed off uh do you want to try to stop them cuz i don't no no i don't think so well that well hopefully i mean you know it's hopefully we won't see other things like that but just like that story out of massachusetts uh uh you know the guy just got too hot and uh you get heat exha- exhaustion then you get heat stroke and unfortunately, those are the things that could happen. Um, he didn't have an air conditioner in his truck at all. But um, but anyway, thanks for the call, Patches. I you know the um, and you hear about these things too. They do go on. Um, you hear about them if you look for them. It doesn't really make the news. There was a driver out of Texas who was um, couldn't idle his truck uh, in the cold, and so he went in and he bought a portable heater. And he put that in his truck and ended up dying from carbon monoxide. Now, granted, it wasn't too smart to put a portable heater in the truck, but uh, desperate people will do desperate things when they are trying to survive. There was another driver who was found in his truck who had died from heat stroke. To give you an idea of how hot it is in there, two hours after they, uh, two hours after they pulled uh, the guy from the truck, his body temperature was still 110 degrees. So um, it's just common sense. We all we all know about heat stroke. We all know about the extensity of uh, heat and cold. Um, so, again, if it's going to be a law that a driver cannot idle their truck to keep cool or warm and have the comfort they need to uh, receive the proper rest as required by the regulations, then it should be a law that every trucking company equip their trucks with the proper devices. So let's see if the ATA pushes for a law like that. I'm betting that they won't. Uh, and, again, like I said, companies can receive a government rebate of around 40% or $4,000, whatever it was, under the Recovery and Reinvestment Act for the cost of adding an APU unit. But rebates will be given until available funds are expended or until September 30, 2010, whichever comes first. And September is just right around the corner. So do you see many company trucks having APUs installed? 
It's another responsibility that will be pushed on a driver, and company drivers will be expected to suffer through the heat and cold uh, in order for the companies to add more dollars to the bottom line. And so they will be able to uh, uh, slap a little sticker on their trucks for all the general public to see that they have been recognized by the SmartWay program as being committed to going green and helping to save our planet. And uh, the next time I guess they're in Las Vegas receiving their Going Green Award, you, the driver, will just have to sweat it out inside the cab of your truck while they're nice and cool under the A.C. of the little motel that they're staying in. So uh, this is what the environmental groups and the general public must understand. This is the -the behind-the-scenes story of what is going on among our nation's drivers. You um, you want no idle laws, that's fine, but also make it a law where trucking companies must equip all of their trucks with the proper devices that will allow all drivers to, to comply with a no idle law at no expense to the driver. It's only fair. I mean, uh, we are talking about the um, trucking companies here or the trucking industry here, So, but it's just common sense to me. But... Um, Let's take a little break. I'll be right back to wrap things up on this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live uh, from the soon-to-be-released When the Big Rigs Don't Roll CD. We'll play Don't Get Hooked by Dak, and I'll come back to uh, wrap things up. Stay with me. I can be good. Life can be bad Some things make you happy Other things make you sad You might get stuck on cigarettes Get hooked on beer You might get hooked on Driving trucks and shifting those gears Don't get hooked by Dak It'll follow you around No matter where you go No matter what town Doesn't matter if it's wrong Or if it's right, what they put on paper's gonna follow you for life. Don't get hooked by Dak. Don't get hooked by Dak. Don't get hooked by Dak. No. Might scuff a tire, bend a bad wing. Through no fault of your own, your fender gets a ding. Have words with the dispatcher, and he writes you up. No matter how you try, your best just ain't good enough. No, don't get hooked by that. It'll follow you around no matter where you go, no matter what town. Doesn't matter if it's wrong. Or if it's right, what they put on paper's gonna follow you for life. Don't get hooked by that. Don't get hooked by that. Don't get hooked by that. No. They can put that deck where the sun don't shine. Deep in a mountain at the bottom of a mine Buried beneath a mountain of coal As dark as a politician's soul Well, that's what I think about Dad 
don't get hooked by that It'll follow you around No matter where you go No matter what town Doesn't matter if it's wrong Or if it's right What they put on paper's gonna follow you for life Don't get hooked by that Don't get hooked by that Don't get hooked by that Oh, don't get hooked by that. No, don't get hooked by that. Don't get hooked by that. As an owner-operator, you understand the importance of saving every dollar wherever you can, and insurance is one of the biggest expenses a business owner can face. RigQuote.com works with over 50 of the top insurance carriers across the U.S. to bring you the best insurance coverage at the best price. If you're an owner-operator, small fleet owner, freight broker, freight forwarder, whatever your trucking business entails, RigQuote.com can save you money, and in today's economy, we all know how important that is. They also offer a wide selection of discounts that can even save you more of your hard-earned money. Discounts like having already been an owner-operator, business experience discount, a CDL discount, radius of operation discount, and they can even take care of your truck insurance filings. You can get a price quote in five minutes or less right from their website, rigquote.com, or give them a call toll-free at 888 701 1795rigquote.com making trucking insurance simplified and be sure to tell them that Alan Smith sent you okay welcome back to truth about trucking live uh, we're talking about the no idle law poses risk to truck drivers uh, you know, uh, we've got uh, one of our one of our people there in our chat room, SR Grimes. He made a good point, saying that uh, a lot of these AP unit, units are not reliable and they can break down. And uh, that jogged my memory a little bit. I got a uh, I got an email from a driver who uh, wrote telling me about how his APU unit in a company truck broke down, so he had to idle his truck to keep cool. And uh, the next morning, he received a Qualcomm message stating that he had an over over idle time and that he would be losing his bonus check because of it. And uh, this was a 14-year OTR veteran. So this is how uh, a lot of those trucking companies treat their drivers. So uh, pretty amazing, isn't it? Uh, AP unit breaks down. Uh, he idles the trucks to keep cool to get the rest that he needs, and he loses his uh, bonus check because of it. So um, just amazing. Uh, but there are risks involved, uh, dangerous risks, the heat stroke, hypothermia, heat exhaustion, some of the stories that you've heard tonight. So the final point that the general public needs to understand is the one factor that uh, stood out in the Pennsylvania clip that I played at the beginning of the show. And although this law has been on the books since 2008, it hasn't truly been enforced until now. It's beginning to. Um, and that was a point in the clip where it said it was uh, in order to give drivers time to come into compliance with the law. Uh, it's not the drivers who need to come into compliance. It's the carriers. So you got to understand. That's the general public. That's what they have to understand. Owner-operators, yes, but the majority of drivers in this country are company drivers. 
And so it's not up to them to put an APU unit in the truck. It's not it shouldn't be at their expense to to be in line with the no idle law. It's the carrier's responsibility and that that is where the problem lies. Um and again, I just reiterate no idle law, that's fine. Uh we're all for cleaner air and helping the planet out here, but there should also be a law where the trucking companies install the units that's needed to comply with that law. Um, so for the SmartWay EPA program and for the Environmental Protection Agency and for the environmental groups, the ATA, the trucking companies, and the general public as a whole, um, I guess just keep handing out those Going Green Awards and keep accepting those SmartWay Excellent Awards because the way it stands right now, the bottom line profit is, seems to be the only thing that matters, even if it means placing drivers in a life-threatening situation. So uh, we'll keep following it and watching it and seeing how it does. You know, I was looking at um, – there hasn't really been a uh, a study on um, deaths by heat strokes here in the U.S., not since 2003. Um so I got kind of curious about that. Um, based on this study from 2003, the last one that's available, heat is the primary weather-related cause of death in the United States. And during the years 1999 to 2003, a total of 3,442 deaths resulting from exposure to extreme heat were reported. 65% of those deaths were the underlying cause uh, due to excessive heat, and for the remaining 35%, hypothermia was recorded as a contributing factor. And deaths among males accounted for 66% of the deaths and, and outnumbered deaths among females in all age groups. And what was really, I found interesting, um, was that during periods of, ex eh, let me look at this here, Historically, from 1979 to 2003, excessive heat exposure caused 8,015 deaths in the United States. And during that period, more people in the United States died from extreme heat than from hurricanes, lightning, tornadoes, floods, and earthquakes combined. So here we are with heat stroke. And again, the... Uh, uh, it usually sets in when your body temperature reaches between 103 and 105. And uh, running out of time here, but I wanted to throw out some warning signs of a heat stroke. Um, some warning signs, an extremely high body temperature above 103 degrees, that's taken orally. Red, hot, and dry skin, and you're, you quit sweating. And to me, that would be a big sign to look for. If you're not sweating anymore, uh, you're getting close to heat stroke. A rapid, strong pulse, throbbing headache, dizziness, nausea, confusion, and unconsciousness. Those are some of the signs for heat stroke. And, of course, we have heat exhaustion, which includes some of the uh, – these are some of the warning signs of heat exhaustion, which are getting close to heat stroke. Heavy, heavy sweating, paleness, muscle cramps, tiredness, weakness, dizziness, headaches, nausea or vomiting, and fainting. And what's curious to note in this study from 2003, they recommend that the best course of action to take if you feel like heat exhaustion, heat exhaustion 
or heat stroke is coming on, the best course of action to take, stay indoors, and if all possible, stay in an air-conditioned place. And so here we are in 2010 with the trucking companies and Smartway and the Environmental Protection Agency shutting those air conditioners off for all the truckers out there. makes absolutely no sense. Uh, you need to write your senators, congressmen. If you don't want to live like this, you got to get involved and let them know that there ought to be a law where the companies put those units in. Because I can tell you right now, drivers are going to take their chances with their fines. They're not going to shut those trucks off when it's 120 to 160 degrees inside that cab. They're not going to shut that truck off when it's 25 below, 35 below zero up in Montana, Wyoming, and Utah. They're not going to do it because their survival instinct is going to kick in, and it's not right for all the responsibility to be placed on the driver. Uh, so that's my view on this no-idle law posing risk to truck drivers. It's just common sense. Uh, but apparently there's not much of that out there with the ones who are making these rules and regulations. We'll keep an eye on it. Thanks for tuning in this evening, and be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. Uh, thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody there in the uh, chat room, all our callers hanging on the line, those who participated. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, and we'll keep you posted on the soon-to-be-released When the Big Rigs Don't Roll music CD. For now, you can check out the songs and download each song individually or download the entire album. Hope you show your support for this new CD coming out into the industry. Uh, you can find the player on our blog at askthetrucker.com. And um, from that album again, so you can hear a little uh, taste of it. We'll uh, close out here with Big John's Coming to Town. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Until, until that time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe. And thanks for listening. I pulled up to Rose's truck stop outside of San Antonio. Thought I stepped out of my cab into the twilight zone. Truckers all around me looked at me and stared. I even saw one cross himself and say a little prayer. A waitress grabbed my arm and whispered, What you having, dear? I just whispered back to her, What's going on in here? Somebody yelled, a woman screamed, Someone fired a gun. Skinny cook hollered, Big John's coming, Save yourself and run. Don't Down the street, couldn't believe my eyes. A wild man in a Peterbilt, a cougar by his side. Stacks were blowing flames when he locked those air brakes down. Big Cat followed him inside just like he was a hound. Man gave me the evil eye, shuffled by me like a bear. Grabbed six cans of Red Bull. And downed him with a stare 
Drank hot coffee from the pot, never blinked an eye. Right there on that spot that day, I thought I would die. Don't hesitate or contemplate, save yourself and don't slow down. Don't grab your stuff, ain't time enough. Big John's coming to town. Big John's coming to town. Tossed a three-pound steak into a frying pan Turned it once and turned it twice Grabbed it with his hand Ate it all with habaneros Finished it with a belch Flames flashed from his smoking lips Breath as hot as hell Then he turned and looked me in the eye With a crooked grin Right there on that spot that day I thought it was my end Big man said, do you know me? I've never seen you around Stranger, we both better get out Big John's coming to town Don't hesitate or contemplate Save yourself and don't slow down 